Can you hear me? No, I respect Bobby Foster. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission's a scumbag. Hello, and welcome to the O Show. Hosting this week is uh, your main man, Bobby Fleska, here. And with us today... A man that is often in the shadows, often questioned. People think he's overshadowed by his partner, but secretly, I think he might be pulling the strings in the background, and that's Christian Bello. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. I'm not going to deny or confirm any of the things you just said. Um, I will point out, though, most of the powerful men in America are usually never heard, but never seen. Just saying. Okay? So, go ahead. A true man of mystery. I really like it. And I mean, I guess this begs the question, where is the commish? Now, granted, I think ever since they opened up travel with Cuba and given his profession, I think he's taking monthly trips to Cuba and smuggling back eight-year-old baseball prospects. I mean, do you know the whereabouts, or can you just confirm that I'm right? Uh, As someone who knows his day-to-day responsibilities as a director of analytics. I can't speak on that because, you know, this might go public. And if he's sneaking people back and forth from Cuba or wherever illegally that he is, uh, he may get in trouble. So, can't comment. So, even though this is a podcast and I can't even see you, I feel like you're winking at me, so I'm just going to say I'm right. I mean, we could say... Based off the podcast last week, him and Dave did have a gentleman's bet where if my team outscored your team, the loser has to write a handwritten apology to their brother. So I cannot wait to see that posted on the homepage, whether it's this week or the following week. I want to see it in cursive. I want beautiful calligraphy. And I want to know what Mike's sorry for towards Dave. I just can't wait to see it. Look, uh... A gentleman's bet between brothers is a great thing. Um, between you and I, Mike has phenomenal handwriting. I think no one can argue that. If you've seen over the past 10 years, all of the drafts and copies of our auction drafts over that time period. So he has phenomenal handwriting. I think it's going to be a great written letter. And you know what? It's his fault that he made that bet. So do you think it was a bad idea to go electronic and have Powers do it through spreadsheets instead of Mike's chicken scratch? So you're saying it wasn't chicken scratch. It was actually beautiful. Like, he basically had a feather and a quill and was writing these wonderful team sheets. Look, we're in the digital age, first of all. So handwritten stuff is out the door. Um, I think it was cool, but we have too many people that do accounting and finance, and especially powers of the CPA. Just let them handle it. And no one can argue that this past year's draft may have been the best live draft we've ever had. Mike was in the middle of the entire draft navigating things without being distracted by anything else except for me, kind of paying attention. All right. I can't, I can't deny that. And before we get to the reviews, I just want to play a little bit of a 
a little bit of an office space move. Granted, I'll have Mike put this in post. I'm going to oh, say man. that the route that Mike's going to put this in post. He's not going to put it in post. I'm going to say it anyway. And I just want to know... What would you say you do here? Within your team, what is it you actually do? What is it you do here? Because he's making gifts. He's writing reviews. Presumably, he's setting lineups. He's fielding trades. He's talking shit. So, I granted, I said you pull the strings in the background, but I kind of want to know, what is it you actually do here? What would you say you do here? All right, so it's no secret that Mike talks to everybody in the league about pretty much everything we do in terms of roster movement. Between you and I, I take care of the waiver wire. I take Ooh. out which guys to snipe. I'm going to go back to my go-to every single year. The year me and him won the shift, I picked up Peyton Hillis and Mike Tolbert. And what did it do? We won the shift. So, so that, that brings up a very interesting point. Because when you and I were partners, which was very, it was many moons ago, you had the foresight to pick up Marcus Colston, which you still live off that move because he had... And, and he also playing at tight end. Playing at tight end. Exactly, because he was a wide receiver but had tight end eligibility, which brings us to Terrell Pryor, who's on my team. This guy's rushing. He's throwing passes. He's catching passes, and he's doing it all on our bench because me and Dave are just absolute scrubs right now. But we'll get to that later. Actually, you know what? That transitions us right into the review. So we're doing a very special review this week. Again, Mike, you'll see why you're going to need to do this in post, but I'm going to need you to put some background music on this. And we're just going to get right to it. The first matchup is actually mine. Eastbound and Brown versus It's All About the Benjamins. And I'm just going to throw it to you. So we took a loss. Mike had a crazy combo with Stafford and Marvin Jones going absolutely buck wild on the Packers defense, who can just stuff the run to no end but can't stop anyone passing the ball. And I just want to hear your review. And let's, uh, let's hear it go. All right. So this week, me and Bob, very special. In honor of Bad Boyd, in honor of Sean Combs, and my love for Diddy, we're going to go either song title or double song title for every single score this past week. So, Lost Daddy. First Lost Daddy. So, all right, without further ado, this first one's easy. So we're going all about the Travis Benjamin's baby, because let's be honest they went Diddy also on their song title, so I can't fault them for that. And honestly, they outbeat you by 20 points, despite getting 20 and 24.6 points from David Johnson and Antonio Brown for you guys. And then, yeah, real, quick, out of 10 the sec- real quick, the second one, the second one for you guys specifically is I'll be missing you because you guys have been dominant for many years and you're also an 0-3 start and the only 0-3 team in the league. I am too depressed to even talk about this, so let's... I mean, I don't think Dave brought it up last week, but we broke one of the one of the commandments of fantasy football where thou shalt not worship false gods. And, you know, after the Guskowski, after the Godkowski thing, we thought Ty God was our dude. He put up five week one. Then Gano misses a game winner. Godkowski makes his, and that's what beats us. The next week, our kicker puts up nothing against you guys. That's the difference that beats us. This past week, it's just, I can't. I just, I don't even want to talk about it. It's, it's looking rough for us. I mean, 
I I still like our team, but we are the front runners for the wallets. Which before I move on to the next one, can you just describe what it's been like to have the wallets for a year? Because I think just a week ago I got a snap or some pictures from Dave Mariano who saw you at a Rutgers tailgate without your wallet and got some free drinks. So what has it been like for a year, and how quickly do the girls come running when they hear the Velcro of that wallet open? All right, so to answer your, first, your last question first, first of all, the girls don't come running regardless of anything I do. They just don't. <laughs> so second of all, wallets, you got to get used to them, but it's all about timing. For the first about four months, I literally brought it out with me all the time, ran into nobody. And what happens when you don't bring it out? You run into Dave Mariano at a Rutgers football tailgate randomly, and then, again, you see Vinish Ranchanda and Kevin Arian the same night. That's cool. So, how, how word, of the wise, word of the wise of whoever gets the wallets next, always have it on you at all times and once you live in Los Angeles. You're not going to see Exactly. Exactly. How lucky does Mike have it that he institutes this rule where if you're seen without it, you have to buy drinks, yet you're the guy on the front lines needing to keep his head on a swiffle while it's on Adam on all times. Like, how many times are people out in L.A. actually testing him on this with his skinny jeans? Well, so here's the thing about our league. Our league is great with members who care about our traditions and institutions. So... Mm -hmm. I know for a fact Mike gets multiple texts asking, hey, do you have the wallet on you? And I'll have yeah. to send a picture back in real time, which is great. But then okay. again, there are times where, like, I go to Philadelphia, for example, forget my wallet, and uh, go out with Tyler Chromie and Kevin Namju. And let's just say there's uh, multiple glasses of Glenn Levitt's wallet that are on me. For the rest <laughs> of the day. You uh, know they've expensive yeah. face. At that point, you um, might as well just happens. try and buy You might as well just go out and try to buy another Hello Kitty wallet at some, like, China, <laughs> some Chinatown shop just no, to no, you're save missing you point. money. You're missing it would point. save you money. And you're missing the point. I ran into Tyler Chrome. He had the wallet last year. So, so he knows the wallet on me. He knows, he knows what's inside. And yeah. I don't bring out the goods that are left behind, the mementos from him and Matt Oakland before. He knows I'm a fake. Oof. See, he's a, he's a check and verif trust but verify guy, and that's yeah. I mean, that's the way to live your life. I mean, trust you, but you you do need to verify. You need to hey, see those, those black rock guys text. know what they're doing. Those black yeah, rock guys know what see, they're doing when it comes to competition. You need to see the butt catch. You need to see the PBA card. I get it. So, I mean, we can go on with the wallets for an hour, but let's move on. Next, we're moving on to one of the most shocking three and O teams in memory. It's Blue Lives Matter, Maddo and Troy against Touch My Fleener. Ryman and Mr. Haas, a point four win. They eked it out. Give me the ditty line, Fluff Daddy. Kick his tail, said the baby. Uh, so they won 108.7 to 108.3. Blue Lives Matter with a 34-point performance by the Kansas City defense. Give me those freaking chief tail feathers at all times. Shake it tail feathers all over your head. Let's go. Well, yeah, I think you're appropriating Native American culture, but I'm cool with it. And to be honest, Harvard should renounce the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick went to their school because of how retarded he plays from time to time. Five straight possessions with an interception? How is that possible? Throw lefty and you wouldn't do that. How do you do that? Uh, look, I know one guy that went to school in Boston and he didn't go to Harvard. So I can't comment on that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
He sucks. Plain and simple. That's it. He's the definition of slightly below average quarterback, and there's a reason why they didn't want to commit to him long term. But when you're drafting Geno Smith and Christian Hackenberg, you know, you really tie your hands behind your back. So, done with that. Close game. I liked it. Let's move on. This this next team name, we're, we're talking about Kevin Square, 2-1. and one. I know you love it. I mean, they put USA as... Kata! 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 They took, was it a 12.2? You know what? I thought I would like fractional points. I kind of hate them. But 12.2 point win against the infamous Cobb Deep. Dan Miller and the Clingster, give me your line. Honestly, there's only one thing that came to mind when I thought of the Kevins. And let's see. They have Devontae Freeman and Kevin Coleman on the same team. Welcome to Atlanta, baby. Give me that Ooh, where the players all day play. and night. Let the players play, baby. Where the players play. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to click in to see what actually happened in this matchup. I see Freeman had a big game. Coleman's trying to take a, kind of taken over. Atlanta's offense looks awesome as much as their defense looks like hot garbage. Um, Here's the thing. Yeah. Kevin's won, and Charles Clay had a zero on the board for them. And they still won by 12 and a half. And the, and the fucking Bills beat the Cardinals. What is, what is this upside-down world? I don't know. Well, you, we'll talk about your guy later, Tyrod, but there you go. Something's going no, on we, we won't. We already passed my team, so I don't want to talk about them. Let's move on. Just kidding. So right. this is another uh, Black Lives Matter play. This is Black Lives Matter. You know, Jonathan and Henderson have had the worst team names. They're always second to the punch. Black Lives Matter. They tried to do a Cooks out for Harambe when Dukes out for Harambe was already out there. They're just second to the punch with everything. But they're 2-1. and one. They're the reigning champs. I'll give them credit for being the only team that's posted on the message board. They had a big win off a frequent collaborator of you guys, of you in particular, the notorious DGB. Give me your line. All right, so Black Lives Matter, Jameis Winston. This is a known fucking hit from, I believe, 2008. All right, I'll give it to you right now. DJ Sellyfell, get fucking here for Jameis Winston. He went off this week. 405 yards, three touchdowns. Killed it. Yeah, I mean, I made fun of them a lot for locking up the Tampa Bay offense, but I'm not going to lie. I like what I see out of Jameis. Him and Mike Evans have a little bit of connection. Doesn't really have a second receiver, but Charles Sims is a much better receiving back than Dougie Doug, who's also on their team, the old muscle hamster. Give them credit. Champs are two and one. They're uh, they're moving forward. So on to the one next thing to look out for. One thing to look out for Jake and Connor, by the way. I'll cut you off, real, sorry. But Go ahead. Shane Vereen, Shane Vereen out for the year. First of all, yeah. And so Doug Morton called the big zero last week as well. Exactly. But so as a Giants fan, I mean, I know Paul Perkins had a lot of love coming into the draft as a running back. But who's who's your running back? I know you don't want Andre Williams. Uh, well, Andre Williams is cut this past year, and whenever you I say Paul Perkins, been. so Andre Williams. Whenever you say Paul, whenever you say Paul Perkins, sorry, I'm, I want to go Donald Trump on you and talk over you right now. But whenever yeah, you say well, Paul that Perkins, didn't really work out for him during the debate. But we don't need to go <laughs> political on this. But go but ahead. How, how much? How much do you think of Rob Lowe saying and Perkins every time you hear the last word Perkins? Ooh, is it like ingrained in your memory? 
So that's actually a nice little piece of synergy right there, because I did just watch the Roblo roast, which was really the roast of Ann Coulter, step six degrees of separation, Ann Coulter and Perkins. I see where you're going with this. I see, I see what you're doing here. I do see it. He's pretty good. I don't know if anyone has him. I might put a waiver wire bit on him right now. I'm going to tell Mike to wait a day to post this. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an interesting interesting scenario in that backfield right now. So, done with that. On to the next 3-0 and team. So, this is, this is insane. The NWA, by the way, I guess that might be a rival rap group because they're West Coast. Smell what the Barack is cooking. They got a 17 out of their kicker and only put up 44.7 points. Holy bejesus. I know your score is terrible, but that score is god-awful. Give me your line. All right, so Jagged Edge featuring Puff Daddy, Raider It All, Remix. Because now with the Brock assistance for 44.7 points, all I'm saying is my partner, Mr. Mariano, is justified in giving them a D+. Jimmy, you want to text me all you want, D+, D+, D+. Believe that. I don't care if you guys beat us. 44.7 points might be the all-time low in our league ever in, like, 15 years. So that's... Trade it all. Trade everybody on your roster. Trade Ben Roethlisberger. Trade DeAndre Hopkins. Trade Kelvin Benjamin. Trade it all. So let's just... I, I'm not even going to click in to see what each individual player did. All I know is their top score is 17, Justin Tucker. So that's 27.7 points from your quarterback, your running back, your wide receiver, your tight ends, your flexes, your defense. How is that even possible? Mario, were you setting the rinker and accidentally did it as your team? Because I don't understand how you score that low in a week. Um, by the way, smell what the Brock is cooking. Um, good luck with the Houston defense without J.J. Watt the rest of the year. Um, and I don't know what you're doing with Brock Osweiler still on your team. He might be the worst quarterback in the league. The dude's he's straight garbage. He's a bipolar quarterback where for, like, two throws he'll look awesome, and then on every third down in the game he'll be like, what the fuck are you thinking? Why are you throwing a six-yard button hook on third and eleven? The guy just has fucking shit for brains and doesn't know what he's doing. I'm done with these scrubs. On to the next. Our mortal enemies, Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles, with the worst Photoshop in the league. Granted, they beat us. I don't want to talk about it. Took another L by 16.5 points to good old Kelsey Kapowski, the team me and Mike thought was the best coming out. 121, 104.5. Give it to me, Fluff Daddy. All right, so... This is like, you only fluff daddy. What yeah, that, what, how did that come about? It's sticking. I'm going with it. Just roll with it. All right. So, God damn it. All right. So, this is not to be a homer. This is, I understand Kelsey Kapowski won this week. And I have to say it, though. Odell Beckham Jr., I need a girl part one and part two. Your end party crying on the sideline is hilarious. Um, you're getting hit in the face with nets. You're crying, memes. Bro, get a girl. Now, there's rumors out there that you're gay. So, this will also help that also. I need a girl part one and part two. Odell Beckham Jr., Kelsey Kapowski. Now, 
Quick side note, by the way, because I've been hearing a lot about this over the last couple weeks. About is it the strip club thing? Job? Is it the strip club thing? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay. No, wait. I, I need to ask about that afterwards. Go ahead. Okay. So this is actually hilarious. Uh, many league members have been talking about how bad of a Photoshop job that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles have had, and it's been discussed oh, on this hard. podcast before. Yeah. So, quick side note. Apparently, I'm going to throw them under the bus. Eric and Russ either did not make these themselves. Guess who made these? I'm going to give you one guess who made this logo for them, and it's the best because everyone's been ripping on it. I mean, god damn it. So, it's Russ and Eric, both married men. They probably didn't go too much further than their wives. I'm going to go with Nicole. Hold up. Nicole Bednarski made the logo for them. Oh, God. And... The funniest thing is everyone's been shitting on their logo for, like, every podcast that we've had this year. So, basically, you're not talking shit about Eric and Russ. You're talking shit about Nicole's Photoshop game. Eric, I'm sorry, but it's absolutely hilarious. I've been laughing every single week that I've heard it. Hey, they're they're a unit. They're a team. They take the L together. It's a terrible Photoshop job. They approved it. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I know, I really, that's, I have no sympathy for them. Speaking okay. of no sympathy, actually, no, I, I you mentioned Odell Beckham. I needed to ask you about something. So it's come to light. It's been the talk of my office, at least my wing of the office. Odell Beckham, some stories have come out that he was kicked out of a strip club for, for asking strippers to put clothes back on. So as a strip club connoisseur, as you might be, what is your, what is the protocol here? How do you feel about this? from a guy who's on your team disrespecting strip clubs like this? Um, there's no protocol for it. Just kick the guy out. That, so you, you, also, you, it's just kick him out. You, this is not allowed. He can throw Allen Iverson money, and you, doesn't matter. Get him the fuck out. Look, he can play for the New York Giants all day. He's a Pro Bowl wide receiver. He's been the best player in New York since a long time. I don't care if he's gay. If he's gay, so be it. He can be gay all he wants. He can gay up in, in the end zone. I don't care about that. Tell some girls to put some clothes back on, but you know what? If he's scoring touchdowns, it doesn't matter to me. All right, I'm, I'm fine with him being gay, but in a strip club, to actually ask the stripper to put their clothes back on is just such a bold move. It's such a bold call. I almost respect it because it's such a mindfuck. Uh, well, let's be honest. There's many of us listening to this podcast right now that personally would probably be in a private area anyway. So for the public to have this knowledge and whatever, people trying to get the clothes back on, doesn't affect too many of us listening to this podcast right now. Just throwing it out there. All right. I mean, we'll ask the loyal listeners. I mean, I know we have literally dozens of them. So let's move on to a battle between now one and two teams. we got House of Cards just... One of my least favorite teams, House of Cards, <clears throat> going up against good old golf balls, putting a dominant win, putting up a 130.9, and you know, they took the high of the week by .1, and even though Power has got the win this week, I'm sure he's very salty about that. So let's, uh, let's hear it, Sloss Daddy. Wait, you're talking about House of Cards and golf balls right now? Yes, I am. That's the second plus matchup we gotta, uh, we gotta hear about. 
So you said Powers got the one of the week. House of Cards is not Powers. No, I said Powers missed it by point .1 points. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. He put up a 130.8. They put up a 130.9 to take the high of the week. All right. So I'm sorry about that. So I literally, for the past two days, have been trying to look up song titles or song lyrics or whatever it was that equated to whether it was the score, guys on each team, any lingering drama from any players individually. I literally looked at both teams. Couldn't think of anything. Could it be more of a vanilla matchup in the entire league this week? It won by 40 points. Kirk went off a little bit. Todd Gurley finally got some points. Couldn't think of anything. So, you know what I get this one? Danity Kane, the album title, Welcome to the Dollhouse. Because it was the most girly, Todd Gurley, vanilla matchup I've seen this week. I have nothing to add to this. I think you said it all. I don't want to talk about either of these scrub franchises that me and Dave are about to pass in the next two weeks. Let's move on to the next group of one and two squads. Another team that beat us, your squad. Did you get rankered this week, by the way? A 56.6 was pretty fucking embarrassing, especially after all the shit that Mike talked. And to get more than doubled up, you literally got more than doubled up. That's a straight-up double penetration. You're catching it at all kinds of orifices. Give me the line, Fluff Daddy. All right, so I got two lines for you. Number one, we're going way back, circa 2001 throwback. Faith Evans featuring Puff Daddy, you get no love from me. Mm. Partners, you can text me all you want. I don't care. You know why? Because me and Mike have won the league before. Partners haven't just yet, and it's only one week. They're acting like this is the Super Bowl, the win of all wins, whatever it is. It's just another week to me and Mike. We're good. We made the playoffs eight and five before and won the title anyway. It don't matter. I so, need to I ask to get your thoughts on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I need to ask. So, I'm, like I said, I'm not looking at. I'm not looking at all the players. I'm just looking at top scorers. This one's got to hurt. You traded the red rifle, good old Andy Dandy Dalton, for Joe Flacco. <laughs> to go up against your, you and Mike's main boo, Aaron Rodgers, and you got outscored by 20.6 at the quarterback position. Granted, that would have had no impact on the outcome of the game, but still, that had to sting a little bit, didn't it? It sung a little bit, but here's the thing. you got to realize, me and Mike are just stalling till week five. The GOAT is going to come back. Week five? Week five? Oh, you want Brady back. Brady's coming back. Once that happens, we'll be at full strength, and we'll be good to go. All right. You said you had two lines. You had another one? Um, close the reviews that out strong. Close the reviews out strong. You got to close the reviews out right now. Give me something strong. All right. Um, well, this is a shout-out to my partner, Mike Mariano. Oh, God. I didn't want to say it, but I'm going to have to say it. So for the past week, and everyone in our group meets and listening to it, He's been asking the question, is this real life? Is this life? So, just so the viewers out there who don't know and may or may not have listened to Puff Daddy's No Way Out about a hundred times like I have from 1996, um, he has an interlude basically called If I Should Die Tonight. And it's just him talking about potentially dying and Puff Daddy and Biggie together. And Mike Mariano, it's a tribute to you. Hang in there, buddy. I got you. We're not going to die. It's real life, but it's only one week. 
Look, we've been around the world, we won the title, we're the, we were the former champ. Hang in there, we got it. Alright, on to the next. So, I think let's time so, for a little... Bob, go ahead. Yeah, uh, hold on. I think we've got an ad in between, we've got to take a break for an ad, right, right now? Oh, that's right, I do have an ad. So this week the ad is Venmo. If you guys need to split a bill, you need to pay rent, you need to send 20 bucks for a martini across the globe to good old Mike Mariano and his converses in skinny jeans, Venmo. Download the app, send $20 to at Robert-Flesta, that's at R-O-B-E-R-T dash F-L-E-S-P-A. If you see a picture of Albert Einstein, you're in the right place. Send 20 bucks that way just to make sure your Venmo's working. I'm not going to send anything back. No money. No gifts. I'm going to buy something nice. I'll send you a picture of what I buy with it. And that's Venmo. Again, Venmo. At Robert Flesta. Download the app. Connect your bank account, debit, or credit card. Send me 20 bucks. I'll send you a nice picture. Venmo. On to the next. All right, real quick. Based on, based on your ad just now, two things I want to ask you. Go ahead. What's the funniest picture that you've seen or comment you've seen from someone Venmoing one amount to another person? You know, I really don't look at the, at the social feed on Venmo. I mean, I'm always a fan of, like, an eggplant, maybe, like, a four dicks in my butt, something stupid, something ridiculous. I don't really follow the social stream. I just kind of, whenever I send a payment or receive a payment, whatever, like, the two or three things that happen to be in the feed of my uh, screen when I do it, just to make sure mine goes through, I will check. So it's just like stupid, just like an eggplant. I don't know if you've got something else in mind that's a little bit better, because mine, I admit, are pretty weak. No, I was going to say eggplant, because it's just hilarious every time I see it. Yeah, I mean, it's just the best thing to go with. I mean, the only thing I did was we, we, are, we were all in a Survivor League where you could pick any team any week, and a few of us did happen to send that there's no way we picked the fucking Steelers this past week. We didn't pick the Cardinals against the Patriots. I just want that on the record twice because those were ridiculous picks made by I don't know who. I didn't even have Power Spreadsheet. That's besides the point. That's a different podcast. Let's go on to the waiver wire. Wait, real quick, real quick, real quick. Go Before ahead. Go in there. What actually happens on Venmo when you ask someone for a request of payment for the record? Do you have to approve the request of payment or what happens? I think when you request a payment, it just gives them a notification. It's not like, oh, I'm taking money out of your, out of your account. It's just kind of a notification letting them know, look, this person is charging you so and so, pay up, or they're gonna come bust your kneecaps up. Okay. Alright. All right. So next time I'm drunk, no one do that to me. Got it. Oh, so you're actually asking people to request money from you? Uh, well, I'm basically saying next time any of us are drunk, I'm just going to request $100,000 and see what happens. I kind of like this. Great ad. Let's go to the waiver wire. So the waiver wire. I really thought people, more people were going to be on the old, I don't know if H is his middle name, but I'm going to call him Triple H Hunter Hearst Henry. 
And uh, we went 17 on him. The only other people went two bucks on him. I mean, we needed a tight end because Jared Cook's booth was a fucking scrub sauce, even though he lit it up in preseason. And uh, we grabbed him for 17. Smell of the Brock is cooking was feeling real desperate off their 40-something. They might as well put up negative 10 points with how embarrassing it was. So they dropped, the, they dropped Brock Osweiler. They dropped James White. They picked up two white boys. Cameron Bray, tight end for the Bucks. Granted, Safarian Jenkins just got cut. They picked up Cole Beasley. I hate him with his haircut. I really don't like it. So that's the top three. Do you have any thoughts on any of those moves? All white dudes, one has, way. All white dudes. Sorry, the, the one I have thoughts on is Cole Beasley, just underground. Is that actually Justin Turner of the Dodgers playing two sports at one time? For anyone who hasn't checked, Go check out the pictures for Justin Turner and Cole Beasley on ESPN.com and tell me they're not the fucking same person. Have you thought about this? No, because this honestly proves how my my partner is straight up hood and your partner is a baseball agent because you're bringing up fucking L.A. Dodgers shit right now when it's fucking September call-up who gives a fuck season. Granted, the Mets <laughs> are in the midst of a playoff race, but, you know, I just... I refuse, refuse to talk about baseball. We might have a little soccer talk after this, maybe a little real football talk since there's a game in London this week, but I I don't want to hear about baseball, so let's move on. Ooh, I actually like this. In the number four slot, Kelsey Kapowski dropped seven bucks because they finally realized that Trevor Simeon is the starting quarterback and they dropped Paxton Lynch. So as for as nice of a draft as Cromie had, they, he just didn't see that Trevor Simeon is the starter over Paxton Lynch. So they finally course corrected. Um, I know it took him a while. Honestly, I think they might have been keeping him for keeper purposes, potentially for next year, which also is a stupid move. But honestly, I'm still holding to the fact that their team is awesome and they know what they're doing. Now, I don't know. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 Let me stop you right there. Go back. You, you said they know what you're doing. You said, let me repeat that. Had a little bit of bourbon, a little bit of nitro milk stouts. You said they know what they're doing. So you're implying Kyle also knows what he's doing, as in Kyle Brees. Are you standing by that statement, or do you think it's Tyler actually making these moves? All right, between you and I, I misspoke. Okay. Um, okay. For the record. Between you and I. No, me, none of our loyal listeners will hear this. We'll cut it out and post. <laughs> Mike, cut it out and post. No, just kidding. Uh, Tyler Cromie killed it on draft night, on draft day. And I saw the letter that Kyle sent to Mike. He posted it on the the review. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't believe that Kyle has any say in what goes on in the day-to-day happenings and operations of Kelsey Kapowski. I'm sorry. I agree. I agree. So they finally course-corrected. So there's one more one more guy that I saw popped up a few times on here, and the Potnas, which I'm guessing Zach, because he's a Giants fan. I'm surprised you didn't put any dough on him. And it's New Orleans Darkwa. Give me the scouting report on New Orleans Darkwa. And if so, you say New Orleans, I'm kicking you off the fucking podcast right now because it's not how you say New Orleans. Uh, first of all, it's Orleans Darkwa. There's no new one there. And J- 
just as his name Is he not new to their team? Is he not a new player to their team? Um, he's been there for a couple of years. No, is he, not a new player squad. The, is he not a new player to the Potness team? Oh, oh, ooh, I see what you're doing. Oh, okay, oh. so new so, Orleans New Orleans, yeah. New Orleans Darkwa, okay. New Orleans Darkwa. Orleans, um, but okay. Just as his name says, he literally is the darkest dude on the Giants. So if really? you tune in Darker on Sunday... Darker than Pierre's Paul Scabs? If you tune in on Sunday... Wait, you're going to see a little flash of, yeah, you're going to see a little flash of maybe a hint of purple on him. He's that dark, but so we're talking he's also eggplants. He's also the hardest runner on the team. Really? Okay. Hasn't got his chance. I'm a big fan. Is all I'm saying. I don't hate it. I really, I really don't hate it. So, other than that, we have. Some kicker movement. We had Sam Bradford was picked up. The Potnas are just in desperation mode. They're going with Sam Bradford. They got the Patriots. Um, it's all about the Benjamins wanted the Patriots in Orleans Dark Law. So that pretty much wraps up the waiver wire report. So let's, let's, we've looked into the past. Let's look into the future. Real quick, let's go into next week's matchups. First on the board, I'm going against NWA, the Ryan Bros. I mean, I would have a long diatribe to say about it, but Jordy Nelson's on a bye. We're going to win. We're finally going to get off the schneid. We're 0-3. They're 3-0. I don't care. Their Photoshop is garbage. We're winning this week. I I don't even want to go too in-depth with my shit talk because – I just kind of have penciled this in as a win. I mean, we're already projected to win. Granted, I think those projections are garbage, but a win is coming. All I need to say, how do you feel about your matchup this week? My personal matchup or your matchup? Your matchup. I talked about mine. I want to hear about yours. That's it. We don't need to go through all the games. I'm sure everyone's invested on start on figuring out their lineups. They know what they're dealing with. We'll get to it next week in the review. I just want to hear how you feel going into your matchup. Coming off of that absolutely abysmal loss, and now you're going up against Kelsey Kabowski. You just praised Tyler Cromie. We talked truth about Kyle Breeze. Give me your feelings. So, between you and I, it's not looking pretty good. Um, okay. Can I, oh, never mind. I was going to say you guys have the lowest projection of the week. But obviously, the team you just lost to, the Patnas, they have the lowest projection. But go ahead, continue. All right, we're gonna rub it in a little bit more. But uh, facts, just facts. Look, just saying. Everyone only doesn't already know. Me and Mariano are going to Week Five and just waiting for Brady. Oh, with this Week Five bullshit. All right, so such a swappable position. Hey, he's gonna make up a he's gonna make up a thirty-two point deficit. Yeah. Yeah. Jock? Jock? It's Jock, by the way. We're adopting uh, Ryan, Ryan Lochte yeah. on this podcast. Yes, We're doing Jaws, Jaws only. Jaws only. All right. So, I get Drew Brees, a stud. Oh, he's got Odell. He's got Julio. He's got all these studs on his team. Meanwhile, me and Mike literally need to pick up a kicker for this week because we had to drop him because he had to buy. All right. So, look. We're going to... 
going this week with our heads held held high and waited out to week five, that's when the real season starts. Oh, this week five. You better you better come correct in week five with the good old Tommy Brady to Julian Edelman combo. I mean, you got the forte. Jordan Reed's been underperforming. Mike Wallace was taking deep shots. Boyd is your namesake. I don't know. It'll be interesting going forward. We'll see how it goes. We don't need to get into the rest of the games. Like I said, everyone's invested enough in their in their week matchups. So the only thing I wanted to talk about to move away from that onto league nonsense and league activity, Jay Jaskowski is the only person to post on the message board. I'll give Kyle Breeze credit for posting a letter. We've gotten really nothing else going on in this uh in this league-wide mayhem, I hope another peop- a few other people will jump on the podcast, show that you are capable of writing, maybe put a message board post up. Where are the new guys? I haven't heard from Ryman. I haven't heard from Kling. I haven't heard from Miller. I think two of them owe us a video. What's going on? Honestly, I have no idea. But the new guys especially, Ryman, Kling, all I want to see is just some effort. Like, yeah. post on a message board, do something. Give me a video, like, apparently that was supposed to happen. Give me a video, give me something. Like, contribute a little bit to the league. Look, I personally don't contribute much, but I do try to help out in certain ways. I get a lot of but, shit for it, but, but I'm on the podcast. But exactly, and just being that you don't contribute much, it's a team effort. You are the yin to Mike's yang. So you guys balance each other out, where he does almost 97.5% of league activities, post messages, but that 2.5% that Fluff Daddy comes in with is just straight fire, and I respect it. All right. The day that you stopped call- and started calling me Fluff Daddy is the worst day of my life tonight. <laughs> You know, I really think it's going to stick, and I think we're going to end it right there. So for Fluff Daddy, Daddy. so for Fluff Daddy, this has been Flesta. Have a good night. Everyone, worst of luck in week three. Or is it week four? I don't even know. That's how bad my team is. It's week four. Bye, everybody. Can you hear me? I respect Bobby Fussman. I'm very much responsible for the success of this year's podcast. I don't know what to say. Um, I get like 20, 25 emails a day. I think our commission is scumbag.